Welcome to Parents on Pictures Podcast. My name's Damien, and this episode, we're going to be doing Nobody. So they took maybe 20 bucks and an old watch? Mr. Madsen, did you even take a swing? No. Could have taken her, Dad. Heard you had some excitement last night. I wish they'd have picked my place, you know? Why didn't you take him out? I was just trying to keep the damage to a minimum. Yeah, how's that working out for you? You okay? Because you don't look okay. There's a long dormant piece of me that so very badly wants out. What are you still doing here, old man? I'm gonna fuck you up. It's been a hell of a day. You can see that. For 12 years, I worked for some very dangerous people. Everybody get to the basement. What is happening? Don't call 911. I used to be what they call an auditor. The last guy anyone wants to see at their door. Because it meant you didn't have long to live. But I left it behind to start a family. I might have, uh overcorrected when you left you've abandoned a certain debt that needs repayment and your creditor is aware of your resurrection they came after my family they stole my kitty cat bracelet and you don't fucking do that Give me the goddamn kitty cat bracelet! You look like shit, Dad. You should see the other guys. Who the fuck are you? Me? I'm nobody. So Nobody was made in 2021, or at least it was released in 2021, and it's directed by uh, Ilya Neshula, writer Derek Kolstad, and stars Bob Odenkirk, Alexei uh, Sebryakov, and Connie Nielsen. So the direct comparison, obviously, with this one is that it's going to be uh, a John Wick ripoff, which is what a lot of people thought. And it's easy to see why. You have an aging star. I don't like to use the terms old because, let's face it, Bob Odenkirk is uh, not exactly what we would consider an old man by today's standards. But when it comes to yeah, an action show, what with Bob Odenkirk, as in Saul Goodman, for those of us who, who know him from the more recent stuff, this is not the type of guy that you would cast in an action flick. I think this took everybody by surprise. Um, and when I first saw the trailer, when it was uh, first being released, it was like, what? Bob Odenkirk? He's doing a Keanu Reeves. And this is, of course, why it's being drawn or um, 
compared to John Wick. It's also got one of the uh, producers of John Wick uh, who's, who's involved with the project. And it is very clear to see uh, John Wick kind of um, stamp all over this. In fact, it's gathered quite some popularity to the point where people want to see um, Bob Odenkirk's character uh, up against or partnered with uh, John Wick. Uh, so very, very briefly, just reading here from INDB, this is the, the essentially the plot summary. A docile or docile family man slowly reveals his true character after his house gets burgled by two petty thieves, which coincidentally leads him into a bloody war with a Russian crime boss. So Bob Odenkirk plays a character called Hutch Mansell. Uh, who is a very unassuming uh, man who is absolutely stuck in a rut of his life. And the beginnings of where they show this is really, really effective. So it shows the same day, essentially every single day. He gets up, he goes for a run, he goes to work, he gets back from work. He does, uh, I think it's account, he's, a, he's an accountant for a, for a, for a company. His son is kind of like distant from him, doesn't really respect him. His wife doesn't really have much of a relationship with him. And he's by and large ignored by the people around him, including his family. And the way in which this film sets it up is it literally just goes through. Monday, here's him going to work, coming home, everything done. Tuesday, exactly the same day. Wednesday, same day. And it just repeat, repeat, repeat. And they establish this whole monotonous, boring life in like the first two minutes, in one of the most effective ways I've seen in cinema in recent years. It's one of my favorite ways of doing it. I've said it many times on the pod before. I like it when people show, don't tell. And they show this so effectively, as opposed to having Bob Odenkirk complaining about how his life is boring and he's stuck in a rut. It's like, nah, they show it. And it only takes about two minutes, which is brilliant. And um, it, it's just so... The whole film is like this. It's show, don't tell, except for a few little bits and pieces. And this is one of the things that John Wick kind of fell in. It's like a lot of the characters around John Wick were talking about how badass he is, which was able to build up his character. But because Bob Odenkirk's character is much of an unknown, there are very few people around who who can attest to his lethality and, and who he is. Um, now, just talking about some of the older older excuse me some of the uh, other cast around him um you've got connie nielsen who in my opinion was vastly vastly underused uh she's a great actress and she's got some action chops as well as she was in wonder woman and she can kick backside but in this she's kind of sidelined as uh well, a housewife who goes out, but she is the breadwinner of the family. So we're led to believe when she goes to work, she goes to work in a suit. Uh, I don't recall exactly what it was that she was doing, but uh, she seems to be the one who's uh, bringing in most of the money. And so the family's depending on her. Yes, Bob Odenkirk has a job, um, or rather I should say Hutch Mansell, but he's not the breadwinner. He's not the alpha in the relationship, which is obviously, as you find out later on, a really kind of interesting place for him to be given his prior career now the film wastes absolutely no time whatsoever it goes straight into after this initial montage of um of, of hutch's really boring life goes straight into a robbery where um hutch is held at gunpoint uh he 
could have taken out the assailants, but he changed his mind. So he grabs, um, he sneaks up behind them and he grabs a weapon, he grabs a, a golf club, uh, but he decides not to swing. And that's when they, they kind of discover him, turn around and, and point the gun in his face. And he basically does nothing and lets them rob the place until his son tries to intervene, uh, takes down one of the robbers. There's only two of them with uh, a very cool takedown, to be fair. So clearly the kid's got some training. I think he's a wrestler or something at uh, college. Um, but no, Bob Odenkirk does nothing, absolutely nothing, which kind of speaks to his impotence um, as a, as an older man. And his son kind of doesn't understand why it is that he let the robbers go away because his son gets the drop on one of them and Hutch gets the drop on another one. And together they could have taken them out very easily. Now, uh, after this, it kind of just goes through Hutch dealing with the fact that he's got this kind of like inner violence that he wants to set loose um and it, it's kind of exacerbated because his family and his neighbor which is an absolute douchebag his neighbor's also like really wanting to to get in on the action and no one can understand why he didn't take him out uh, in fact the police officer at the beginning was like well i would have done something it was my house and like, i'm not entirely sure that that's how the police would exactly treat someone who's just been through that but they set it up really well that it's like dude you could have absolutely annihilated them why didn't you anyway as a film kind of progresses um you find out that his daughter's kitty cat bracelet or at least you think his daughter's kitty cat bracelet was also stolen because it was in the kind of like the the bowl in which they grabbed the cash from and he uh, it's the last straw for him. He decides to go after these guys. And this is when you start to learn a bit more about him. It's like he tracks them down, he finds them, but then he discovers that it's just a couple of individuals who um, were, were robbing a house for, for, for the money because they're desperate as opposed to because, you know, they just fancied a kick out of out of breaking and entering or or robbing or what have you. Anyway, I don't want to give too much of the story away, but essentially it's on this point that um, Hutch gets involved. <laughs> he gets involved with the Russian mob. Now, the way that he does this is that when he goes to the robber's house, he decides again to not really do anything. He can't find the kitty cat bracelet. It wasn't there. So clearly they didn't take it, although he doesn't. No. And the reason that he doesn't do anything to them is because they have a young baby and they were just parents who are down on their luck, who are trying to provide for their child, albeit in a way that they probably shouldn't. But then again, anybody who knows me knows that we do a lot of sociology and one of the key reasons for crime is poverty. Um, if the system was able to provide jobs and what have you for people, then this type of crime may or may not exist. But anyway, that's a completely tangential point. Now, once he's done this, he goes home on a bus, and this is where things really start to get cool and interesting. Um, oh, however, so I'm just watching the film here. There was something I wanted to talk about. So one of the ways in which he tracks down uh, this couple is through a tattoo. And so he goes into a parlor. Uh, in fact, he goes into a lot of tattoo parlors asking after this particular tattoo and eventually he finds the parlor that knows about it and this is where you really start to get a feel for how dangerous hutch is so he goes in there's just a, you know a few guys one of which is a vietnam vet and uh, he starts to to ask questions and they dismiss him because he's using his he's using his father's old fbi badge 
So you understand straight away that his father is not really someone to be messed with either, or at least he wasn't back in the day. It's now played by uh, Christopher Lloyd, who's getting on up there in years, and he's in, a, in an old people's home. So you kind of don't really imagine him being particularly dangerous. But my God, does that kick in later? It's absolutely fantastic. Anyway, he borrows his uh, dad's old ID. And he walks into this particular tattoo um, parlor, and the Vietnam vet recognizes that the the badge is old and, and what have you. And then they start to kind of threaten him. And Bob Odenkirk, or Hutch, I should say, he starts to push back. And um, yeah, I've got a clip here, so I'm just I'm just going to play it. It's absolutely brilliant. Now, uh, just to do a little bit of setup when it comes to the scene itself. Um, he goes in, he's asking all these questions, and the, the vet that's uh, at the side in the parlour who recognises the old badge, he's obviously there to set some context. It's like he's in the know. He kind of comes from that era where Bob Odenkirk's character was very likely doing his job. And when he, uh, when Bob Odenkirk, when Hutch shows his money, on his wrist you can see a tattoo, and the reaction to this vet's... Or, or sorry, the, the reaction that this vet gives, uh, where he literally like sees the tattoo, absolutely shits himself, and then goes and locks himself away in uh, <laughs> in uh, in like this safe room that's in the tattoo parlor is just brilliant. It sets just how dangerous Hutch actually is. Who are you? I'm just a man. I was looking for someone. Yeah, well, you probably shouldn't flash cheese like that around here, bro. There are three types of people who, as you say, flash cheese. People who don't know any better, people who are seeking to intimidate, and people like me who wish with every fiber of their being that someone would try to take it from them. Uh... Thank you for your service. You too, old timer. So any takers? How can I help you? And so you really, really start to get a feel for how dangerous Bob Odenkirk is. Now, I can't remember exactly, although I've got, I've got it here, the um, the tattoo that they recognize on Hutch's wrist um, is a very specific one. Um, the tattoo on his wrist is a seven and a two, uh, which, as far as I'm aware, is the worst hand that you can be dealt in poker. And it's kind of like calling to the fact that if, if Hutch appears at your door, then you've just been served the worst hand ever. And as you find out later on, he's um, it's essentially a contract killer and he's not the type of person that you want to see. And it just sets up how dangerous he is so well, so quickly. Uh, anyway, skipping forward a little bit, after he's dealt with the the couple that, that robbed him and essentially he doesn't do anything, uh, he jumps onto a public bus and there are some uh, Russian and I think English guys as well. And... Uh, <laughs> They are essentially being completely douchebaggery. And this is where you start to see, or this is exactly where you see some of the really cool action. Now, thankfully, the action itself, um, 
I think it was sped up slightly because it looked a little bit slower than this in the trailer. This is the bus scene from the trailer. And it's just phenomenal. Honestly, just go and watch it. I can't even describe how cool it is. Yes, it's very John Wickian, but not crisp and clean. So Keanu Reeves and John Wick is very crisp, very clean, very precise. This is more dirty. This is more down and, and grubby. And Hutch takes a few punches because he's he's been out of practice for a long time. So he's not exactly a, um, a one and done kind of fight. Hutch gets his backside absolutely kicked but it's his ability to continue to go and using the environment around him that sees him beat up these young men. Um, and it, it's the type of fight where it's like, okay, so you're throwing punches and kicks and someone's got a knife, blah, blah, blah. But Hutch is using the environment around him so effectively. He's prepared to do what uh, most people wouldn't even think of, like using seatbelts and breaking people's necks on on the metal bars and all sorts of things. So he's he is more than prepared to do absolutely everything necessary uh, to win this fight. And this is where you start to see the real brutality of who Hutch was and who he's becoming again. After all, he it was begging for these guys to to kind of cause trouble so that he would have an excuse to intervene. Now, this is unfortunately where he gets into deeper trouble because the guys that he beats up, one of them that he he fatally wounds, I think he fatally wounds, I think he he, he dies later on, uh, is the I want to say the 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 nephew of. Uh, Alexei Serbryakov as Yulian Kuznetsov. Wow, my, my Russian pronunciation is, is poor. But basically, he's a nephew of a mob boss. <laughs> now, Alexei, wow, what an absolute performance from this dude. He is eating up and loving playing this part. I mean, the introduction to Alexei's character is the fact that he's walking into a nightclub, he's snorting cocaine, he's getting up on stage and he's dancing and singing along with the, the entertainment. It's like, this is not your your usual kind of like mob boss. Um, so th this this is this is certainly a bad guy to remember. And the problem with a lot of films is that they their bad guys are boring, man. It's like very stoic and I'm going to kill everybody and blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, whatever. No one cares anymore. Your bad guy is going to be just as, if not more interesting than the uh, the good guy or the uh, protagonist. It's really important for the antagonist to to have a reason or to, to be interesting because the whole film doesn't hinge on the the protagonist lot everybody knows what the protagonist is going to do you know he's going to kick ass he's going to be really good at it uh he may or may not win depends on kind of like whether the film wants to offer a twist or anything but if the person that they're set up against the antagonist is really dull and boring it's like what's the point and this is the problem that marvel films have <laughs> so even marvel could learn a little bit here is that a lot of their bad guys are dull they're boring they're one tone this guy no nah, he's got some personality he's really really cool um now I don't want to give too much of the film away, so I'm just going to fast forward a little bit and talk about sort of like after this fight and after we've been introduced to the uh, to Julian to Kuznetsov. Alexei's easy to say, I'm not going to lie. Um, they find Hutch's home and they invade and it sets up another absolutely outstanding fight. And uh, it's it's at this point that he decides that he needs to 
do something about this. So he he burns his house down. But before he burns his house down, he gets the guys who broke in, because some of them are still alive, although be <laughs> not for very long. And he has a really nice conversation. And I thought this was such a cool thing to listen to. And it sets up a little bit about his personality and a little bit about his past that I uh, I went and found it for you. So I've, uh, I've got this to listen to. Just Just have a little listen to this. I am not a jealous guy. But in that moment, I wanted what Alan had. So I told my bosses I was out of the game. They were not happy to hear it. They didn't believe I could do it. I gave it my all. I really did. It was good. It was better than I expected. I might have uh, overcorrected. Fun fact, bone burns to ash at 1,500 degrees. And this basement is designed to double that, so they won't be finding you among the rubble. Deep down, I always knew it was a facade. It lasted a lot longer than I expected. It's just an absolutely brilliantly staged scene. He's down in the basement. These three guys are on a sofa. Um, obviously can't really talk or say much. And he's just having a conversation about how he got out of the game and he wanted a family. Um, and it's just a really kind of slightly jarring side note and a, and a really great way of finding more out about his history. He's telling the audience he's... You know, the, these these bad guys who are about to get burned. Um, I don't think alive. I think they, they all died before he burnt the house down. Um, he's imparting to the audience sort of like some of the missing information. And he's doing it himself, which is absolutely awesome. Now, going forward a, a little bit more, um, you can uh, you, you see where this is going. This isn't it's not exactly paint by numbers, but these films don't have much of uh, a twist to them. It is an A to Z roadmap of a great action film. But that's not what sets this apart. It's it's first off, it's Bob Odenkirk as, as an action star. Nobody would have seen that coming. And secondly, it's how everything is staged. This is your you know, I used to be a hitman. I, I've been out of the game. I've been drawn back into the game. Now I've got to go and kill everybody to get back out of the game again. I mean, we've heard this story a thousand times, but it's the character. It's the, the, the joy that Bob Odenkirk is having. And it's just relishing in playing Hutch. And it's no better shown than when he finally confronts Alexis Yulian. Uh, he walks into Yulian's own nightclub that we were introduced to him at the beginning. And he just, oh man, he sits there at the table eating a steak. And when Yulian has finished his song, uh, he walks over to Bob Odenkirk. And he's like... I'm, basically, I'm 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 going to kill you here and now. I have the power to do this in public. No one's going to touch me because you actually saw him do it earlier in the film in the same nightclub. Uh, so it's like I, I have the power to kill you and no one is coming after me. And uh, lo and behold, oh, I, you know, no, I'm yeah, I am going to say I, was, I wasn't going to say, but lo and behold, um, Hutch removes a napkin 
underneath said napkin, big old napkin, is um, is a claymore. <laughs> it's like, you could try and kill me. I will blow you, me, and everybody else in this room to absolute smithereens. It's just amazing. Now, a little bit of context. One of the reasons that uh, Hutch goes to his, uh, his nightclub is because he's found where the mob boss's money is and all this, that, and the other, and he's absolutely annihilated it. He's blown it all up. He's killed everybody. And he was basically just coming along to let him know. Now, on the one hand, there's a long dormant piece of me now awake that wants so very badly to play this out. The other, more reasonable piece of me, what's left of it, would like to end our little tete-a-tete right now. What's done is done. After all, we can both rebuild, right? Right. Mm, wait. Rebuild? I burned it. All of it. What? All? Everything you have. Had. Everything you had. My art. You should have seen it go up. <laughs> it was something. I mean, this doesn't make us even. Because after all, you came to my house, which you know you don't fucking do. You killed my brother. The last I saw, he was still breathing. And based on what little I know of the man, that's probably more than he deserved. Now, you could come after me. And if you succeed in taking me down, well, you're still obligated to refinance the entire ob shack, which begs the question, can you? Do you even want to? Because I've heard that you want out. What better time than right now? Let's both quit, all right? You got a nest egg. I mean, besides for what's still smoldering. So, get some work done. Maybe uh, open a tiki bar in one of the lesser known Caribbean islands and live your life far from me and mine. So immediately after this, of course, uh, when he leaves the nightclub, all chaos ensues, car fight, uh, car fight, car chase. Uh, ends up at the place where uh, Hutch works or worked. He's um, he's now bought it and he's rigged the place. So he knew that if he could get there, um, then he can even the odds because not only <laughs> not only is uh, Hutch there with um, uh, loads of like booby traps and stuff to take these guys out, but also his dad. <laughs> I can't believe this. Played by Christopher Lloyd. They turned Christopher Lloyd into an action star. Uh, his dad and his partner, who I'm gonna I'm gonna leave unknown. You've got to watch the film for this. Um, have 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 turned up as well. So it's three on like twenty, and uh, it's just really beautifully done. Uh, it's clearly incredibly well staged, and the action itself. This is where the film's gonna lose you if you're not ready for it. So for me. It was it was a little bit like uh, you, Christopher Lloyd is really st not stumbling, but he's very slowly walking around. I mean, he's he's walking around so slowly, shooting shotguns that in I, I, I loathe to say this because this is all you know very fictitious and, and fanciful, or but in reality, 
Um, Christopher Lloyd would be shot straight away. He's not moving anywhere near a fast, nearly fast enough to evade any shooting. So you have to disbelieve. You got to suspend disbelief for a bit. There's more than you already have, uh, given that Bob Odenkirk is the the guy that's that's driving this film. Uh, but if you can get over that, if you don't find that too comical, it took me out of the film a little bit. Then you can have a really, really good time with this end sequence as well. Um, look, overall, there is nothing new here. This is a very straightforward, straight up action flick about a, a retired hitman, basically, um, who's come back into the game. I mean, how many times have we heard this story? Only about a billion. But I'm going to go on record now, uh, and I might even get a little bit of hate for this, but I actually preferred the lighter tone to this and the way in which it was done than John Wick. John Wick is phenomenal. Uh, no denying that whatsoever. And really looking forward to the next installment, John Wick 4. And the way in which they do everything is so crisp and so clean. But I like my action a little bit more dirty, a little bit more down. And that's exactly what this brings. It's well choreographed. The fight sequences are excellent, but it's much more um, gritty, rough and tumble type action as opposed to the clean, you know, like John Wick, uh, headshot, 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 like just taking guys down. The Hutch has to work a little harder. He's um, almost not as proficient, but he also uses his environment so well that that doesn't matter. Like he's the guy who's prepared to push the action a little bit further and engage in the environment around him to use things. As an example, like he'll use um, uh, a tabletop counter or a kitchen counter to, to break a guy's neck, uh, which is a much more kind of creative way as opposed to just rolling. And I, I don't mean this in derogatory because I think the jujitsu that Kiana uses in John Wick is phenomenal. But, you know, rolling around and very precisely headshotting and taking guys out left, right and center. This is a bit more, uh, you could believe that at any point Hutch would, kind of slip up because he's he's out of practice and and it's a little bit more um yeah just just rough a little less clean and i really really like that about this film and so overall i actually had a better time with this than i did john wick but i love both films and i would love to see uh, hutch and john in a film together either pitted against each other or because they're both anti-heroes they're not exactly heroic people they're both anti-heroes, and so it'd be really nice to see them team it up as well. But then again, you, you would need such a good bad guy to take these guys out, or at least to put them in a position where they feel threatened, um, that that film would just be completely off the hinge. But yeah, overall, I thoroughly enjoyed this film. It's currently on Now TV, um, but if you don't have that, I'd still recommend going and buying it, or at least renting it, because um, it's certainly worth a watch. But yeah, ladies and gents, I've been Damien. Thank you so much for listening. That was Nobody with Bob Odenkirk. Can you believe it or not? And I would highly recommend. Take it easy and I'll catch you on the next one.